Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the host of the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry, the number one podcast for patient advocacy and helping you empower yourself for better health. First of all, thank you, everyone, for uh, helping me cross the century mark with episode 101 today. We are talking about celebrating the National Physicians Week, which depending on when you listen to this, is going on as we speak. It's actually, uh, the dates are uh, the 25th of March to the 31st, and it actually started out as a day, but it got extended to a week, so we're going to talk a lot about that. Um, I'm going to highlight uh, some of the physicians that I look up to and uh, attribute to helping me get to where I'm at today. Um, if you have not had a chance, go ahead and make sure you subscribe to the episode and uh, rate and review. We love those ratings. It helps us uh, get you know to the top of the charts of wherever the Apple charts, the Google charts, whoever charts it is. It helps us get up there. So if you have not had a chance, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review, and I'll give you a shout-out during our uh, introduction. So uh, without further ado, let's get ready for another episode of Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. This episode is brought to you by the Lunch and Learn Community Store, where we are living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. In the Lunch and Learn Community Store, you can get your favorite t-shirts, ebooks, as well as other related products by Dr. Barry. Head over to shop.drpiersblog.com and get a chance to get 10% off your first purchase by using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Again, shop.drpiersblog.com. Live out the motto, empower yourself for better health. All right, everybody. So again, I'm going to be honest. Uh, when I was thinking about, you know, what episode we're going to be talking about this week, it hit me that this was National Physicians Week. And as the date of recording, the date of this release, no one has given me that shout out yet, right? So I figured, you know what? The Lunch and Learn community needs to know that this is National Physicians Week and what better person to tell it than your favorite physician, right? So, but all jokes aside, I want to talk about National Physicians Week, right? We're going to give a little history and I want to kind of play off uh, an article that I read earlier this week where they actually mentioned the top, it was in the DO, um, Osteopathic Magazine, and they actually mentioned, you know, 10 physicians that they highlighted uh, in their, you know, historical course. And I'm going to, I'm not going to do 10, I'm going to do five. I could do 10, I'm going to only do five. And uh, these five physicians, again, there are no, not, no specific order as far as ranking, but there are five physicians who I feel have been very influential and beneficial to uh, my career and everything uh, that, that I've done thus far. So, um, first of all, so National Physicians Week actually started as National Physicians Day, right? This, this has been a holiday that's been going on as far back as the 1930s. But it wasn't until the 1990s where it officially uh, became a national holiday. And a uh, nice little fun fact, the, reason, the initial day was March 30th. And the reason why March 30th was the day chosen 
was that it was also the anniversary of the day that anesthesia was first used on the patient, right? So they figured we're going to have a holiday that looks to uh, commemorate physicians in a loving way, in a caring way. So why not let it coincide with the first time we actually sedated somebody before we had to do surgery, right? So I thought that was uh, pretty neat. So uh, the founder of the day or the, the creator, per se, is uh, Dr. Eudora Brown Almond. Um, she is actually a physician's wife who founded and wanted to kind of give some praise to her husband and colleagues on all of the amazing work that they were doing. So um, this was actually a physician's wife that said, you know what, um, I think you guys need your own day, which I am 100% in agreement with, to kind of like shout out the rooftops how amazing you are, right? So fast forward to uh, 2015, um, Dr. Kimberly Jackson, uh, who founded the organization Physicians Working Together, wanted again to uh, unite all of the physicians and specialties at different levels, different training, and felt that, you know what, I don't think a day is enough, right? And honestly, I'll be honest, I don't think a day is enough either, right? So she actually set out to make it an official full-blown week uh, that the love and celebration of the physician um, uh, was going to come into pass. And it came into fruition, honestly, that year, right? So she founded an organization, Physicians Working Together in 2015, and she was able to get the holiday, uh, you know, certified and, you know, made official in 2015 as well, right? So she definitely a hard worker and um, we'll definitely have a link uh, to uh, their website uh, in the show notes. So, um, I kind of alluded to earlier um, when I was, you know, doing doing my Googling, right, and I was talking about National Physician Week, um, I realized that in the uh, DO, the Osteopathic uh, Magazine, for those who don't know, I am an osteopathic physician. In the DO, uh, they actually did an article where they highlighted 10 physicians uh, who, who they felt had made a difference uh, in the osteopathic world um, over this time, right? And again, I'll, I'll definitely link uh, to that. Um, article so you can kind of see who were some of the physicians. Uh, one of the most notable ones, and if you're an osteopathic physician, you know, she usually gets brought up, is uh, Dr. Ross, who is uh, Tracy Ross's aunt. So I'm going to do my top five. And again, these are in no specific order from a ranking standpoint, uh, but their influence and level of importance on everything I've done uh, up until this point that you listen to me on this podcast can't really be understated, right? And a lot of times, you know, you've seen that phrase before, right? Give, you know, give a person their roses uh, while you still, while they're still, you know, alive and able to smell them, right? So I, I definitely want to, uh, you know, give these people a shout out just to say, hey, thank you for all that you've done and, uh, you know, making me the best physician that I can be. And, you know, happy, you know, National Physicians Week to you, right? So I think the first first person I want to give a shout out to, right, and those who uh, know the background story is going to be Dr. Gaston. Uh, Dr. Pierre Gaston is my first encounter uh, with a black physician, and he was the first, he was my pediatrician, and he was the first person that I said, you know what, like, I want to be a doctor, and I want to be a doctor like Dr. Gaston. He was actually our community physician, took care of a lot of my friends and family members. And just that uh, level of importance that he had in our community was such an inspiring, um, you know, feat 
for me to see that I I didn't I didn't know how I was gonna be a physician. I just knew that I wanted to be a physician like Dr. Gaston. So I definitely I want to make sure I give Dr. Gaston his props. Uh, and it's funny he's I because I, 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 I stay pretty close to where I grew up and I go by his office all the time. I don't go inside because I didn't you know crazy person like what is this like grown ass kid like in my office saying uh, you know I aspire to be a doctor. I didn't want to do that right. I may send him a letter or something, but. Um, like his office is still where it was uh, many, many years ago. So again, uh, Dr. Gaston Pierre is definitely one of the first mentors that I had who really helped inspire me to become a physician and, you know, helped me see that being a physician wasn't something out of the ordinary, especially because I didn't have any family members who were physicians or who were even in the health field. Right. So that's, um, that's Dr. Gaston. Uh, number two. Dr. Blavo. This is Dr. Ciro Blavo. He is a pediatrician. He was a professor at Nova and he was a dean of public health. And for those who have heard me before, you know, um, you know, my credentials include DO, but it also includes uh, MPH, a master's in public health uh, with an emphasis in program evaluation. And I remember when I first started medical school and the opportunity was given to us to complete a um, master's in public health while we were working on a medical degree and to finish at the same time, I kind of laughed at it, right? I didn't really, you know, think it was me. I didn't, I couldn't understand the importance of it. And as a, a, a public health trained uh, official now, I like to call myself, right? I'm not, not in the field, but I'm still there. One of the things that, it, that he taught me, Dr. Blavo, was that, you know, medicine and public health was so intertwined. And I, I would get to the point where my lever of success um, would rely more on the public health side versus the the independent, just the medicine side. And again, I kind of alluded to with Dr. Gaston, like I always knew I wanted to be a community physician when it was all said and done. And public health, would, the way I was able to kind of tie that field of interest was that I wasn't just taking care of the one person, right? The one person who happened to be in front of me. I was taking care of the community. And I was asking questions like, why is this community affected? Why is this community affected with these certain disorders and um, unable to take these certain medications, right? So your, your mind uh, definitely opened up, right? So, and, and that's what he taught me, right? He said, you know what? As a public health trained physician, um, you will care more for your patients and you will care for their families and you will care for their neighbors and you will care for their whole community, right? And just that that drive and emphasis that I would see from him when he would talk about public health and you could see the, the happiness and uh, the joy in his eyes uh, really kind of sealed the deal and said, yeah, you know what? I got, I got to be uh, a public health guy. I'm, I'm going to get that degree, right? So he was the, he's the reason why today... Um, I, you know, I feel like I'm probably well more well-rounded um, than uh, most other physicians, right? Because I, I was trained to think that way. And it's, it's funny, when I when I work with my medical residents, one of, one of the things we do is journal reviews. Now, in the medicine world, you know, journal reviews pretty much are something that we do on a weekly basis. It's something that, you know, we kind of read just to, you know, kind of skim over and then kind of, you know, keep it moving, right? But as a public health official, um, I we don't read journals the same. 
right? And my public health people are listening. I'm pretty sure it's just kind of nodding their head, right? When when we look at a journal, we're we're looking to see why is this a terrible is this a terrible journal, right? Like you have to prove your point to me uh, versus me reading it and just accepting it at face value. So um, you know, those are some of the subtle differences associated uh, with my public health degree and medical degree and. Um, also, another thing when we talk about mission trips, right? A lot of people like mission trips, and they especially they, they go into an impoverished community for a week, for two weeks, for a month, but then they leave because that's that's the the, the medicine angle, right? You just leave when it's, your job is done. But the public health world is like, no, no, no. Yes, I'm gonna come here for that month, and I'm gonna create systems that make it so that I don't have to come here. Till next year and you're still going to be doing the same thing so that's why i love the, the public health aspect of knowledge and training and honestly i think it's part of the reason why i do the podcasting and a blog and everything else because I, I knew that yeah i can give great advice to the one patient who happened to be standing in front of me during their appointment but what about all these other people here who need uh, my advice right and I can't do that just from this one spot, right? So that, again, that's why I kind of branched out and did everything that I do. So again, shout out to Dr. Blavo, my number two. Again, not a ranking. He's just the second person that we talked about. Uh, number three, Dr. Robert Hasty. Um, for those who are alumni of Nova Southeastern University, uh, Dr. Hasty is easily, for one, I can tell you he's the reason why I became an internist, right? He's the reason why... Um, in academic medicine, he's the reason why I feel confident in being in academic medicine. And if you uh, re- remember the backstory again, if you didn't, you might be. If you're just catching, uh, this is your first episode again. Thank you. Um, but if this is your first episode, you just kind of forget when I I became a program director at the age of 33, and which is you know kind of unheard of, right? Like it's definitely not common, and. When the opportunity was given to me again, I it was it was like a, I had a little imposter syndrome, right? I was like, "Do they really want me? Like, am I up for the job?" And he was one of the first people um, that I, I talked to and said, "Hey, they're offering me this position. You know, what do you think?" And he said, "You know, you're gonna you're gonna be great at it. You're gonna kill it." And you best believe I killed it and I did great at it, right? So again, Doctor Robert Hasty, who was such an influence in me going into internal medicine and me doing academic medicine. I definitely have to make sure you're one of my top five. So again, shout out to Dr. Robert Hasty, who is actually now a dean of a college of medicine, right? So again, when I knew him, just let me see, twenty-seven, just about nine, ten years ago, he was my you know attending professor. I think he was teaching radiology in another course, right? So he was my professor. But fast forward, and I'm a program director, and he's a dean of a college, right? So. I can I can only be so lucky right there. And I don't think they're gonna make me dean anytime soon. But um, I definitely love uh, his passion for medicine, his love for internal medicine, his love to uh, want to learn and get to know um, how to get better. Right, was something that was so evident with him. Right, so Dr. Robert Hasty is definitely in my top five for physicians that I want to give a shout out to this week. Uh, number four, uh, Dr. Stephen Canner. Can, Dr. Canner was my attending as a resident um, at uh, West Palm Hospital or Palm Beach County, no, Palm Beach, uh, no, JFK North. Like, I'm sorry, they changed the name like three times, right? So if, for a side note, when I started residency, 
Um, the name was Columbia Hospital. Uh, in the middle of residency, it changed to uh, West Palm Hospital. And recently, like a few years ago, they changed to JFK North Campus, right? So um, same place. They just a lot of different name changes. So um, Dr. Kenner was one of my medicine physicians there. And the beauty and the, the wisdom that I got from Dr. Kenner, first of all, let me tell you, he was a mean son of a gun, right? He was very, he was very meticulous on how he wanted to do things. And if he didn't do things correctly, you would definitely hear about it, right? So he was one of those tough attendings, but I love tough attendings. I've always have um, because those are the ones who actually want to take time to learn and listen and teach. So, you know, you had to deal with the good and the bad, right? You have to deal with the fact that if you make a mistake, you're going to hear about it. But understand if you do a good job, you're also going to hear about it as well. Um, and one thing I, t- I tell my residents, one thing, I, if, I, if, I had to, if I can only pull back one, you know, wisdom and knowledge nugget from Dr. Kenner, it would be to ask the question, why? And as, a, as an internist, it is something that I, I see my, even my residents, you know, don't do it as often as they should, right? They, a lot of times we get bogged down to the computer work and what the numbers say that we don't really ask why or even answer the question why something is happening, right? And that was his big thing, right? Like, why are you doing this? Why do we need to do that? Why is this? Like, it was the why, right? He told me that the biggest and most difficult pin question was why. Like, if you ask the why, if you know the why, then you don't have to memorize everything, right? So definitely, uh, Dr. Stephen Kenner um, was a huge influence in how I train, how I learn, and at the... The, the value um, gold mine that he was during my years of residency was definitely something that um, could be underappreciated while you're doing it because that's how it usually is the case. Like I know my residents probably hate me now, but they're going to love me once they graduate because, you know, that's just what happens. Um, but uh, all jokes aside, you know, when you when you have, uh, you know, a person like Dr. Kanner, uh, you know, educating you and, you know, and being able to go that extra mile to help you learn, like he's someone um, that you know you you take heed of, and that's what I did, right? So again, Dr. Canner is definitely one of my um, you know top five physicians in my short. And again, I've only been physician for since let me see, officially uh, when I, I started residency in 2011, right? So about eight years at resident, um, and about five years or so as an attending. So it hasn't been long, but he's definitely his. Teachings is definitely something that I still carry to this day. Um, and last but not least, uh, Dr. Watson Ducatel. Dr. Watson Ducatel, is, uh, he has a few titles that are important to me. Um, number one, he is the godfather uh, of my one of my children. Uh, number two, he is my fraternity brother. A shout out to Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated. Um, number three, um, he is my classmate. And... I remember, I remember this day like vividly when I, I first day I got to Nova, and of course Nova's class was about two hundred, so it's about two hundred people just kind of wandering around orientation. Nobody knows anybody, uh, pretty much. And here comes this guy walking, like makes a beeline towards me, like, "Hey, I'm Watson Ducatel, and you know we should stick together, right?" Like that was what. So that was my first encounter. He probably doesn't remember, but that was like my first encounter with him and. Right then, I said, "All right, yeah, this is a guy I'm gonna have to like you know, keep an eye on, right?" So, uh, definitely, 
uh, want to shout out Dr. Watson too. You could tell who is uh, also again we we kind of follow the same trajectory. Um, you know, we're we're both godparents to each other's children. Um, we both uh, went to Nova Southeastern University. We both uh, are members of our fraternity. Um, we both went into internal medicine. Again, a shout out to Dr. Hazy because he definitely influenced that for both of us as well. Um, and he right now has a co uh, co uh, co I guess manage a clinic with his wife who's a dentist. Um, he does uh, you know direct primary care and she does her dentistry work right. So they're outpatient uh, outpatient physicians right. So um, I definitely want to. I give a shout out to Dr. Watson Dugatel because, again, um, going through those tough years as a medical student, you're just trying to uh, survive and get to the next test. Um, he was definitely someone that I leaned on uh, for assistance, for support uh, to, to get me to that next test, right? So, again, shout out to Dr. Watson Dugatel um, as a, a mentor, as a friend. Um, and as a business person who I definitely like to admire um, if, from that standpoint there. Um, I know I said five, right? But like, I got to be honest, right? Like the reason why you're listening to me on this podcast today, right? Is because of this special gentleman right here who, you know, took the, the mental roadblock that was in front of me and said, you know, I just need you to create and I just need you to do stuff, right? Um, Dr. Dreon Birch. Uh, his OB guy physician. Um, he's my mentor. He's my business coach. All of the, all of the above, right? And um, I remember him uh, as an osteopathic physician. He was a part of NOMA, National Osteopathic Medical Association. And I, I, I just remember his name. And then when when I came across uh, his name years later, uh, he, he he remembered me right off the bat. Like so, it was just one of those things that. Um, you know, this, this guy's memory is great, so he's definitely someone I need to keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, he, he started as Medical Moguls, and then I became a Medical Mogul, and really the rest is history, right? Again, the reason why you're listening to me, the reason why we're on episode 101, right, is because he told me, like, I can do it. And as a physician, a lot of times we get told what we don't do, right? And, and that's what I love about this National Physicians Week, because it's really us looking back and saying like you know what i do a lot of good right even though the tv may not make it seem that way like i actually do a lot of good for my community um and i'm gonna keep it that way and i'm gonna keep the compassion keep the love and with with things like suicide you know and physicians you know on the rise with burnout due to moral injury on the rise um sometimes you need some sliver of importance to say like okay this is why i do what i do this is why i get up at six in the morning uh, to see these patients and don't leave till 6 p.m right so again uh, that's why i love about national physicians week because it helps us reflect uh on the inside and say like you know what like we actually are doing a good job uh despite what we may think and um so that's it right so i know i said top five but i went top six right because i could i couldn't Finish the, the, the podcast and not mention my coach, Dr. Dreon Birch, um, you know, as one of the most influential uh, physicians um, in, in my short career path. Right. So, again, for everyone, if you have not had a chance, you know, and you, you have some doctor friends, some medical student friends, some resident friends, send them 
a little shout out, say, hey, you know, happy National Physicians Week, right? Give them that encouragement that they need. Again, it's Wednesday. It's going to be Wednesday by the time you guys hear this. I haven't heard it yet, but I expect to hear it uh, by, by, the te- by the weekend, right? And I'm calling some people out who listen to the podcast. Like, I expect to get that text message or that, that Facebook post, that Instagram post to say, hey, happy National Physicians Week. Um, so, uh, to do again, I'm going to see you guys next week. Like always, if you not had a chance, Go ahead, subscribe to the podcast, leave five-star reviews for the podcast, and then tell one more friend uh, to go ahead and uh, come join the Lunch Learn community on my website, drbearpierre.com slash join. You guys have a great and beautiful day. Bye. Thank you for getting to the end of the show. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, host of the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry, and this is another amazing episode that we like to bring to you week after week on betterment of empowering yourself for better health today if you have not had a chance please go ahead and subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening if you already listen and you've already subscribed make sure to leave me a five-star review because your support is absolutely important in keeping the show moving as it is and if you have not had a chance and you want to check out today's show notes always head over to lunchlearnpod.com that is lunch learn pod all in one word dot com and you can get the access to my show notes for every single episode but separately especially the one you just listened to and i'm gonna see you guys next week you guys be blessed bye